and peace and grace. Good afternoon. You are now listening to Make Some Intelligent Noise, your information or peace and grace, everyone. How are you? I'm Rochelle Wilson, chiming in here at WHGE 95.3 FM. We are your one and only Black-owned, Black-operated, Black journalist, news information and advocacy station in the city of Wilmington, Delaware, the state of Delaware. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for keeping your dial set at 95.3 FM. I am Rochelle Wilson, the mother of the movement. And I am so happy to be here and share this Saturday afternoon with you. I want to get right into it. We've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, there's a lot going on and I want to chime right in immediately. However, uh, I, I want to start by definitely giving a shout out to all my beautiful, magnificent, spectacular and amazing Boston babes, you're out there, ladies, and I'm 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 looking at you, baby. In my mind's eye, in my soul, in my spirit, I am connecting with you. You are a Boston babe, and if you are over the age of fifty, then I've got to give you an additional silver shout out. Uh, you know, I was at the the Wawa the other day. And I was going in to get my fruit smoothie uh, with protein. I really, I, I appreciate taking good care and good health. You know, that's important to me. So I take care of myself to maintain good health. So I'm on my way into the Wawa to grab this delicious drink. And just as I'm walking across uh, from the gas station, you know, I pulled in at the, the gas pump and had to walk across this young fella, I'm thinking he had to be every bit of maybe 30 by the looks. I don't know, black don't crack, so I'm not really sure what his age was. But this fella, and good looking, said, God damn, mama. And I turned and I looked, and my first reaction, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to turn Ari Lennox on him, like a pressure, you know what I mean? And um, that was my initial reaction. Like, you have no idea, young fella, uh, what you're twerking with right here. Don't, don't let it, uh, don't get confused about that, right? This was my initial reaction. It would, it would have been my old school self. But um, the more prim and proper and polite uh, professional me, instead, I just smiled and said, thank you, brother. I appreciate the compliment. And he started attempting then to go in and uh, engage me in a conversation to which I turned, waved my hand, and I went inside and got my smoothie. The point that I'm making, what is the point or the moral of that whole story? You can be sexy at 60. Do not get it twisted. You are a Boston babe. You're taking good care of yourself. You're maintaining your health and your diet from the inside out, and you are getting the job done. It's okay. We might have a little something, something, little extra pudge going on somewhere here or there. Uh, we might have a few sagging parts, uh, you know, that are sagging now compared to our 20s and our 30s. But ladies, you are sexy over 60. I need you to understand that. You can, you're sexy over 50, you know, and do not forget that. So a shout out to all my Boston sexy 50-year-old babes. And uh, you are listening to Rochelle Wilson here at WHGE 95.3 for Make Some Intelligent Noise. I speak out and I advocate for all things that are equal and fair justice for all people, not just some of us. Some people get a better, uh, a better, a better deal at justice than my people. And yes, I am a golden brown woman. And I have lived the experience of understanding, understanding, overstanding, comprehending 
that because of the color, the melanation of my very skin makes me a threat to some folks. They would see me as a threat. And I assure you, as mama said, uh, grandmama say, the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice, baby. You better know it, all right? So, you know, the more melanation that I have, the more dark and beautiful black and brown tones to our skin, the more of a threat that some people can see us as. And you know what? You and I know that we are some of the most loving, kind, forgiving, empathetic people on the planet. We are a beautiful, beautiful race uh, of people, a nationality of people, of human, hue, H-U-E, human beings. Spirit, soul, mind, and body all connected. It's beautiful spectacular. We're an amazing people. And perhaps, perhaps that's why the people like the officer in the Grand Rapids, Michigan police force, perhaps he is very, his ego is so low because he realizes that we are such a great people that he would take Patrick Loyola, Loyola and shoot him in the back of the head for what is called a traffic stop. I find it interesting, ladies and gentlemen, and as a woman who started an entire movement to be the voice of the people for justice, for justice, I speak out for justice and equality for all of us under the law. And I can't say, ladies and gentlemen, that that is what we have been receiving for over 400 years. We're still there. We're the slave master's overseer, overseer, officer, 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 KRS-One, they still are shooting us in the back of the head. <clears throat> and so I spoke to my peoples. In order to be the voice for the people, I've got to engage with the people. Wouldn't you agree? I know you do. Speaking to the elders right here on the beautiful East Side Pride, before I came into the studio today, I like to hang out with the elders. You know, they post up. They like to drink their juice, sip on their syrup, smoke their smoke, and it's all good because they've got silver hair. And they remember the days of old. And they see where we are in present times. So I like to kick it with them one-on-one, -on -one, one on five or six, however many are sitting out there. And today I've talked to my elders, posted up on the corner, and we engaged in a conversation about why. Why did the Grand Rapids, Michigan police officer shoot Patrick Layoya? in the back of the head for a routine, allegedly routine traffic stop. And you'd want to know what my elders told me? I'm here to share it with you because they're making some intelligent noise. My elders told me when we took God out of everything, <laughs> when we took God out of everything, we gave them permission to shoot and kill. They traded in their pointed white hoodies for a crew cut. My elders told me that. And it's interesting because my son, as you are all familiar, my son, big shout out to Justin Wilson, Justin, Justin, peace and grace. Ho, 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 baby. He's coming home soon. He's coming home soon. He's coming home soon. He's on the flow down. 
But he also shared that with me, that it was the skinheads inside of the prison that shared with him that that is what has happened. You see, they got tired of, of not liking black and brown skinned people and not being able to do anything about it. So they traded in their skinheads for crew cuts and their pointy white hats for badges. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about over 400 years of the overseer, 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 officer, 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 shooting and killing and manging us, mangling us, hanging us from trees, the poplar trees, and we still can smell strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. You know that song? WHGE is not a, a music station. We are educational, advocacy, and informational talk show radio. We're talk show. We're radio where we talk and disseminate information. Bravo to every single journalist that has been here from the door, from the beginning, day one. Bravo. You have made this station grow and we are growing exponentially. Allow me to inject sidebar WHGE FM 95.3. We are adding towers to reach all the corners of Wilmington and the state of Delaware. We are now going worldwide internet web. So you will find us wherever, at any time of day or night, click on to our new website and follow the link. WHGE 95.3 FM. Do a Google search right now. Find us on your device. And you will see on our website, there is a way to contact us to find out the profile of every journalist media personality as well as radio personalities that are here at this station. I personally, I am a media and radio personality. Thank you to WHGE and Harmon Carey for your ingenious ambition to see it through when all others, many others, stuck up their noses and said you'll never do it. Mr. Harmon, you did it. Bravo to you, sir. You leave a legacy as the only and the first and only Black-owned information advocacy and education news information station in the city of Wilmington, Delaware. We thank you, and I thank you for allowing me to be one of those journalists, one of those broadcast informationors. I'm Rochelle Wilson, and we're talking today about Patrick Loyola. And so, it has been said to me by our new uh, director, our information director, that our phone lines are working. Indeed, it has been said to me that they are working. Can someone give me a call? Let's see if we can put you on the air. Let's run it through a test. So the number is um, 844-WHGE-953. That's 844-944-3953. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Give me a call right now at WHGE and let me know your thoughts about the murder of Patrick Loyola. Patrick Loyola was allegedly stopped for a routine violation, a traffic stop, to which the police officer then began to engage Patrick, who did remove himself from the car. He got out of the vehicle. That might have been a small, <laughs> a no-no. 
Perhaps it would have been better not to get out of the car, but at any rate, he did. He ends up, the police officer is chasing Patrick Loyola. It is so funny. It is absolutely, hilariously, humorously, uh, ridiculously funny. Then he's got this white police officer chasing him around this vehicle. At some point, the police officer pulls the taser, attempts to use the taser on Patrick. Patrick, of course, being a strong black buck, strong black man, I believe he is a Nigerian, his nationality is Nigerian, he is not phased by the taser. He grabs the taser and takes it away from the white police officer. But now the police officer is embarrassed. His ego and perhaps his fear has been ignited. So he decides to wrestle and tussle and tessel and rustle wrestle with Patrick to the ground now that he has his knee in his back his hands are holding this man's arms he pulls his sidearm his gun his weapon and shoots it directly into the back of the head of Patrick Loyola why? Where was backup? Where were his handcuffs? You had him on the ground. Your knee was in his back. Where, why, where were your handcuffs? Ladies and gentlemen, I don't have all the answers. I am as stunned by this as you are. Another Michigan police officer has had his way with one of our brown brothers. Enough is enough. And at what point do we say enough is enough? Well, I tell you, uh, you need to check out your brothers selling the final call on the corners because the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan allegedly, according to his writings, <laughs> He says he knows why. And I'm not certain that all of us don't already know why. And the good news is white folks are appalled at this behavior. Good white folks are appalled at this behavior. They're not going to stand for it any longer. They're putting their foot down on the slave masters, overseer, 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 officer, officer, officer. So I just want to kick to you a little bit the headlines and I, I, I implore you, I, I, I'm asking you, make sure that you check it out for yourself. But I've got to share the headline with you. According to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> executed. That's the headline. Patrick Loyola was executed by this Michigan police officer. But ladies and gentlemen, you and I know it's happening all across the Americas. And we can ask why all day long. Perhaps some of us actually will come up with a good damn reason of why they're still doing it. But I say, much like the final call, whoa, W-O-E, whoa, unto those judges, <laughs> that are unjust in the prosecution handing down the necessary sentences 
for these criminals. These police officers are criminals. They are committing atrocious crimes and they must be found guilty of murder because that is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, you know it. I know it. It's not a big secret. Even they know it. When my son explained to me that the skinhead inside of the institution had expressed to him in a quick walking by, we traded in our, 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 our skinheads for crew cuts and our white pointy hats for badges. I believe that tells us the entire story. What else is left to be said? What else is there to say? But yet another black man, Patrick Layoya, is dead. We're still dealing. We are still dealing with the last murder from the Michigan police officers. We are still looking for justice for that. But when we burn down buildings, yes, stupidly, I made that word up, we are stupid to burn down our own communities. That's dumb. Just D-U-M-B, dumb. If we're going to protest in a violent way, which I do not support, I do not recommend, I am not suggesting that we do that. I am simply suggesting for those in Michigan or anywhere else in America, if you're going to protest, do it in the right communities. Do it in the right neighborhoods where it will be the most impactful. Stay out of your own black and brown communities. And again, a disclaimer, these are my thoughts, my viewpoints, my opinions. They do not belong to anyone. This is my proprietary and intellectual property. These are my thoughts lawfully. WHGE 95.3 FM is in no way associated with my thoughts. They belong to Rochelle Wilson. And Rochelle Wilson is not suggesting, is not uh, promoting violence in our protests. I am promoting peaceful protests, protests for sure, but peaceful they should be. But equally as important, if you choose to be a protestor, don't be dumb about it. Be smart, be intelligent, and protest where it matters. So either my telephone lines are not working or none of you out there seem to have an opinion that you want to share with me. And I would love to hear your thoughts. I promise you, I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, but you're not giving them to me or either our phone lines are not yet in alignment. And I was instructed that they are fine. Phone seems to be working, ladies and gentlemen. Phone seems to be working. So uh, I'll give you that number again. If you are interested uh, in telling me what you're thinking, I'd love to hear you right here at 844 944 uh, 3953, 3953, that's W-H-G-E-95-3. So, uh, love to hear what you have to say if you call in and let me hear your thoughts on the murder. What should we do and why? Why did the Michigan officer kill him, shoot him in the back of the head? Where were the handcuffs? Where was his backup? Answer these questions for me and then give me a solution. What are we going to do about it? How are we going to change the systems and the unjust laws? The unjust laws, the declares and the decrees by judges by our elected officials, public servants. We vote them in 
We hire them. We pay their salary to in, in create laws that make life better for us, all of us, not just some of us, but all of us. Make some intelligent noise, justice movement, MSIN. Let us advocate for that. Let's advocate for it. We all have a responsibility to Patrick Loyola and all of the other beautiful Brown brothers who have died and been murdered at the hands of police. That is wrong. And trust me, even if you think, and this is a message to my police officers, to the good ones, ignore this. It doesn't, it's not including you. But if you're having thoughts of murdering, enjoyably murdering black and brown and golden men and women and children, this message is for you. This message is for those that have this thinking, who have these thoughts, the training, the mentality to shoot and kill us. And trust me, they would rather shoot us and kill us than chase us. They're not going to chase you. They're going to pull their firearm and shoot. This has been historically truth. Historically. But for those police officers, I simply say this. You may think that you have gotten away with something. Even if the judge on earth does not put you in jail or label you as a murderer, there is a God, there is a judge who sits higher than any judge in this nation, in this world, who will judge you accordingly. And when your children's children suffer for your debaucherous, diabolical thoughts and actions, don't ask why. Just remember the pleasure that you got from thinking about murdering black and brown and golden people. Karma is a female dog. Karma <laughs> is taking notes. You don't get away with it. You don't get away with it. So you better put some good karma out there because you police officers who are killing and murdering us intentionally and enjoying it, perhaps you're having a sexual experience. Perhaps it does something for your libido each time you run and kill a bleep black and brown man. Perhaps it does something for your ego. I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I strongly encourage you, grab up that final call. You want to read the stories. Uh, you want to hear uh, what Louis Farrakhan, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, has to say about it. There is some stuff because we are now worldwide internet radio uh, that I have to be mindful of. There are some things that are simply censored. Uh, even Facebook and my, my YouTube and my Spotify, Anchor, podcasting, uh, to which I do all of those things, they will also not allow me to share with you particular information uh, that you can uh, achieve in doing your own research and your own study. And I strongly, I really want you to hear what Farrakhan has to say about the, um, the mRNA uh, vaccine. I think it's important. You'll be, uh, you just be amazed at what he is saying. He's using words like the depopulation agenda. 
all right, the depopulation agenda uh, and the mind behind the mRNA vaccine. And I just, I just want you to read that. I can't tell you anything else. I strongly suggest that you read it. Uh, and for those of you out there who are concerned about COVID-19 uh, and you want to get a vaccine, you want that uh, inoculation, please reach out to your local community centers, uh, all of our local hospitals. They can give you more information on how to obtain the COVID-19 vaccine inoculation if that's something that you want to do. Uh, with your bodies. And so moving right along, I wanted to share something else with you that I thought was just uh, just worthy at least of mentioning. I thought you might find it interesting. And since this is Make Some Intelligent Noise, uh, the Movement for Justice, Fair and Equitable Justice for All, the voice for those of our community, all right? I'm Rochelle Wilson. I do want to talk a little bit about the mis, uh, the official misconduct. Falsely accused Daryl Siggers. Daryl Siggers falsely accused uh, of a crime, uh, a robbery that he did not commit in, um, let me see, I believe that is in... Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, it's in Atlanta, and he was charged, I'm sorry, Detroit, Michigan, <laughs> my apologies, I'm thinking something else with the Atlanta, uh, but in 1984, in Detroit, at age 20, at age 20, Daryl Siggers was arrested uh, for a crime that he did not commit, but he was sentenced, and recently, just in 2019, he was exonerated. After uh, 34 years of incarceration, they found out that the police officer that testified against him at the trial had lied, had presented false information and accused him falsely of, of committing a crime that he had absolutely nothing to do with. And so we give thanks and praise, thank God, that he is finally out and has been released. He has been exonerated, and again, that is Daryl Siggers of Detroit, Michigan, uh, finally, after 34 years, exonerated. Which brings me now to my next uh, quick point that I just want to ask, and this is something you're also welcome to chime in on. Tell me, why is it, why is it that our judges believe the words of the police officer above almost any other testimony? What is it that happens that takes place in a judge's mind? And mind you, I am speaking about our white judges uh, and our older white males, old white male judges. I see, um, you know, they seem to be the ones that are the greatest impact on this next piece of commentary. And that is, why is it in their mindset, the, the police officer that is testifying is pure and pristine, absolutely would never lie. And so they find the defendant, usually the black and brown man, guilty. Why is that? Why is he always so often not always, but so often found guilty. What's the reason for that? Give me a call and tell me what your thoughts are. Why are they found guilty for everything? Why does the, why does the judge sitting on the bench find that the police officer is telling the truth, their testimony is absolutely pristine? And then these brown men are incarcerated for extended periods of time. They are over-sentenced. Why has that happened? We are now in 2022 finding uh, at least 150 or more. Per, I'm sure the numbers are higher than that. I'm just thinking of the number that I last read uh, in a newspaper. It was not the final call. But 150 men, black men, were exonerated from prison after serving at least 20 to 25 or more, 30, 40 years of incarceration. They've been exonerated. And if you look at their cases, it was a white police officer's testimony 
that nail their coffin. Nail their coffin. Why? What is it? What is it about black men that makes some white men so intimidated? Why? What is it about the beautiful brown and golden buck that scares the bejesus out of some of these white police officers in America? Is it, is it because one noodle is bigger than the other? Or are you, are you concerned, is it your ego that black men have larger noodles and, and you feel some kind of way about that? I, I mean, what is it? You guys have, you know, white men have great talents in other areas. And perhaps those areas are begin, you know, beginning to advance. I can't say. I don't know. I, I really, I can't tell you. I haven't been with a white man since I was in high school. I experimented in high school and he called me a, a nigger. And so I, that was the last time I had an experience dating uh, an intimate relationship with a white man. Because you're not going to call me that N-word and think that it's all right. It's not all right with me. So I really have no idea whose noodle is doing what nowadays, but I'll tell you historically, we know black men are bucks. And does that frighten you out there, you police officers? Are you afraid of that? Why are you killing us? Is it just the melanation of our skin? Is it the fact that we took God out of everything? That, you know, uh, back in the day, I remember uh, if I did something, you know, and acted as a hooligan, my mama would beat my butt. And I better not try to call the police because I assure you the police, by the time they arrived, I probably needed medical attention, <laughs> not the police. You know, like, I'm just, I'm really in my zone. I'm really in my stunned zone. What are we, the people, all of us, and I'm willing to join with you in a peaceful protest. I will march with you wherever. Let's go. It's on. I am not so professional and professional I am, but I'm not so professional that I can't remember my days as a hooligan and I'm not willing to protest, to march with you and protest this. It has to stop. I, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to do that. So somebody, I mean, I called on people, I called for 50,000 women to march with me and demand justice to stop over-sentencing our black and brown little boys and girls. To, to demand for judicial proper conduct. This is what I called for. Let's march the Capitol and demand that they change the misconduct of judicial discretion. That's all I said. No one came. Or maybe, well, some of my girls did show up. Thank you, Boston Babes. But I did not get 50,000 women uh, reaching out saying, yes, let's march. So whoever the leaders are in the community that can do that, that can organize 50,000 of us, 20,000 of us, I'll, I'll take 20,000, let's go. And we're not getting in our cars and jumping on airplanes or catching trains or buses. We're going to march. We're going to walk it like we mean it. We're going to wheelchair ourselves there if necessary. Crutches and all. Let's go. I'm calling for it. For the leaders. Who's the leader? Who's the leader here in Delaware that can organize a march? Let's go. We're going to march to Washington, D.C., to the Capitol and the White House if necessary. Farrakhan, I really wish that you were still active, active, because I consider you to be a leader. They've killed so many of our other leaders and they're trying to kill Farrakhan. 
But thank God he's still here. So who is it? Is it going to be Al Sharpton? Is that our new leader? Like, I don't know. Is it a community leader? I mean, Kobe Owens, he's he's down with the program. Uh, brother Hanif Salam, very impactful brother. I'm calling on the leaders to organize a march, 20,000 of us, to Washington, D.C., nationwide. Let's get more than that, but nationwide. Let's start in Delaware. Let's go. We've got to stop white police officers in America from killing black and brown and golden people, particularly our men. We've got to do it. We've got to stand together. I'm calling on all of our clergy. Muhammad Mosque, number 35. I'm calling on Brother uh, Minister Robert Muhammad. I'm calling on uh, the, the president of CMAC, of, of um, yes, yeah, CMAC, as well as IMAC, not CMAC, CTAC. I'm calling on the president of CTAC, Ty Johnson. I'm calling on the president of, of IMAC, Bishop George Gibson. Who are the leaders? I'm calling on uh, Bishop Bullock. Bishop Aretha Morton. All of the leaders, clergy, come together. Let's march. Let's do something to change this. Because guess what? On April 4th, it was Patrick Loyola who was shot in the back of the head and murdered. Who will it be today? Could it be your son or your loved one, your family member? Are you going to wait for it to happen to you before you stand up and get involved? Call the leaders. Call your senators. Let them know. Shoot them an email and tell them that you advocate for change. I'm Rochelle Wilson. I advocate for change. I lift my voice here on Saturdays, every Saturday without fail. Either I myself personally, I am here from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. And starting in June, from June until November, every Wednesday from 3 p.m. until 4 p.m. I'm going to be right here. Starting in June, I'll be doing the political power hour. I'm bringing that back. We're going to talk to our elected officials, our public servants that we pay. We the people pay them. I'm going to call on them and I'm going to ask them to join us right here at WHGE 95.3 FM. The Advocacy Information and Education Station the information station where you, the people, can tune in and find out the answers to some of these questions. We're going to ask the elected officials. We're going to let them chime in and give us their story. Why is this continuing to happen? Why are police officers, white police officers, still killing brown people? And please, Let's not get it twisted. I want to put it on the mentality, not just the color. Not just the, 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 the color or the hue or lack of in their skin. I want to talk about the mentality of the people who would do it. Because you don't have to be a white police officer. Nowadays, in 2022, we've got officers that look just like us who were nastier, meaner, and more willing to kill us than their counterparts, who actually some of them have more compassion, more empathy for our struggle and our journey than the very own black and brown police officers we think it's okay to trust. What's up, brother? Ungawa. Eh, wrong answer. Coconut coconut. You're brown on the outside, but you've got a white superiority thinking, a complex where you think. 
What's going to what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen? What are we going to do? I can't tell you. But I am thankful to say that Daryl Siggs has been exonerated after 34 years of hell in a cell. He spent 34 years in a prison for a crime he did not commit. And I am telling you, and you already know, how many of our brown and golden men are sitting in prisons today where they should have been out years ago. But because of unjust judges, lying and false accusation, misconduct of officials have put them behind the bars and over-sentenced them to 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 life in prison. You think that the protests and, and the changes are going to take place on a legislative level. I've been in this game long enough to let you know. I've met enough people in this arena, had enough conversations, backdoor conversations, with the people who know the answers to these questions. I've sat and broke bread with them. Some of the names I could say, and you wouldn't like it, ladies and gentlemen, but it's all right. They sat and broke bread with me and they taught me. They taught me lessons. They shared information with me that maybe you're not privy to. Make some intelligent noise, knows. True change has to take place if you want fair and equitable justice in America for brown people, it's going to take place in the American judicial systems. It's got to start in the judicial systems. Remember, we've got three branches of government. There are three branches of government. Legislative is beautiful, but judicial has its own laws and bylines and bylaws that governs it. You want to be impactful in making a change? It starts in America's judicial systems. Hear me and hear me clearly. I'm Rochelle Wilson and I wouldn't lie to you. I have no reason to sit here on a Saturday afternoon giving of my time, my energy, and a parched throat because it takes, it takes energy to talk for an hour straight. I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, I do it because I'm committed to you, to you being informed, to you being educated, to you being motivated and uplifted to get up and be a part of the change. I'm Rochelle Wilson for Make Some Intelligent Noise, the movement for justice here at WHGE 95.3, the one and only Black-owned, Black-operated news information station, Black Journal are right here and I say bravo to all of them that have been here since day one and I say welcome to all of the new journalists that are now coming on board keep listening ladies and gentlemen we have a variety of shows to share with you and if you will just visit our uh, new website, there you will be able to find so much information about each one of our shows. Every single profile is there and you will be able to do whatever uh, or learn whatever it is that you need to know about 95.3 FM. And we start with a resounding bravo to the leader and the chief in command to the administrator and the inventor of this network, this news radio station, Mr. Harmon Carey. Sir, wherever you are, we all say thank you for being inventive and ingenious to bring it here 
to Wilmington, Delaware for our people, the community right here, Eastside Pride. Until we meet again next Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m., I pray that you will be good to yourselves. Take care of yourself, especially my boss and babes over age 50. Come on, girls, get it, get it, right? Uh, uh. But be good to others as well. The karma, the karma, no matter what your religious preference is, whatever it is that you want to call it, karma is real and it comes back like a boomerang. So be good to yourself, but be good to each other. I'm Rochelle Wilson, peace and grace, and have a great Saturday.